3: Love Talk Radio. I'll be the last one standing, two hands in the air, I'm a champion, you'll be looking up and-
1: Hey, welcome back to another week of Dallas Elite Radio. I am your host, Des Allen. Unfortunately, this week we will not have our co host, Jamie Fornell, with us. She's got other things that she's got to attend to this evening, but I'm going to hold it down. And I'll have a guest host with me, one of the co owners of the team, Miss Lynn Liberty Ellington. She is on the line and we'll be talking to her shortly. But I have two special guests with us um, a veteran, uh, Tessa Sharman, and a rookie, Miss Bria Burr. I'm going to talk to Miss Bria Burr first because she is she's a unique little ball of joy and energy that came into the season a little late, and she stepped up when she got the opportunity to finally get some reps. You know, we, we were really cautious of just putting rookies out there just because we got another body, and this year has been really hard on us with the injuries as we said before. But after she got her reps, she stood out and uh, just really proud of what she's done in that little bit of time she's gotten to shine. Bria, are you online with us? Yes. Can you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, what position you play, what brought you to football and just in general how you're feeling now that you are actually the field just running.
2: Okay. Well, my name is Brie Burr, and um, a couple positions that I got a taste of was a little corner, running back, and receiver. Uh, Feeling right now is I'm a little excited, ready for the next season uh, to get back out there, actually.
1: So, how do you feel? Like you you said multiple positions, and as a rookie, you played multiple of them. The one that you probably had the most action in the game has been probably at wide receiver. I'm guessing. Am I correct with that? Yeah. So, how how do you feel? What's your confidence level? I know I'm not I'm not expecting you to say you know you're ready to go to a championship right now after what you learned, but how what's your confidence level right now?
2: Conference level was at a good 8, 8.5. Hmm. I was the impressed. Still being game and still learning the route, the route tree, it was a bit of a challenge, but I'm ready for it.
1: All right, and you had you had a couple really nice highlights. I remember in the Houston game, you had a big highlight. Do you remember what I'm talking about? You should remember. Yeah,
2: the recovery.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> And uh, it was funny because I wasn't sure that you that you had it when you were still on the ground. I thought you had the ball. You were still on the ground, and the other team stood up with it. But she just kind of manhandled you a little bit afterwards, and you know that's why everybody dives in and we say protect that person that's got the ball because the refs gave you your props, and that that was a big play there. So, uh, like I said, I was impressed on that. What do you? What are your feelings on running back? Me personally, that's a position that I don't I don't is ever going to work for me. It's just not my type of height. But um, you you took that on, you know, full throttle also. How do you feel about playing running back? I
2: kind of like running back. Like, once I get past the initial line, I feel like I'll be great. Because, you know, people got to aim low to get me, kind of small.
1: <laughs> right. I think I think that actually can be a bit of an advantage for you, um, kind of ducking under people. And when you have a lot of tall people, Coming after you, you know. There's disadvantages and advantages to each position, and then the other position you played was cornerback. So how, mu- how much time?
2: I want to say I played corner you feel about that. for like corner for like a game, like one game or a couple of plays in that one game, and it's it's different, like because you're also reading the re- the the quarterback and also the receiver you're protecting and looking for the ball. So it's a little bit more, you know, football knowledge in that aspect of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, pay attention to a lot, lot going on. But, but like I said, I think you've done a good job adapting to whatever position you were put into. I think you have a lot of energy and a extremely positive attitude. That's one thing that, I mean, you cannot. Somebody coming in with a good attitude, willing and able to do whatever they're asked of and, you know, Positivity is like a great asset to have. Okay, so let's go on over to our other guest just to bring her on board and, and have her talk a little bit about herself. We have Ms. Tessa Sharman coming from Canada. I actually want to hear me say that. <laughs> hey, um, you are a veteran, and I remember when you walked into training camp, I was like, hey, I know her face because I recognized you from – I didn't know where from, but you told me, from Women's World Games. So go ahead and tell us what position you play, what brought you to, us, to, to our team, and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: All right. So that's a lot of questions you may have to remind me of where I'm at. Uh, but I'm Tessa. <laughs> I'm from Windsor, Ontario, Canada, which is border city to Detroit. Um, I started playing football about three seasons ago. This is my fourth season. Um, with the Detroit Dark Angels, and uh, I play defensive end. I've played a little bit of tight end. i played a little bit of wide receiver. i played a decent amount of free safety, and, you know, you bounce around like everybody. Uh, What was your other question? Um, (laughs) What brought you to the team? What brought you to Dallas Police? So I moved from my hometown of Windsor and had to leave the Dark Angels for work. Uh, I'm an au pair here in Texas. And so when I came to Texas, I initially didn't have time to play football. But um, this year I made time for it. And I actually tried out for the impact Haha! before I came to the (laughs) Dallas Elite. And then once I heard that the Dallas Elite were forming a team this year, uh, I decided to come out and check y'all out. And that's eventually where I decided to make home football-wise. Okay, and you said you played how many years again? Uh, this is my fourth season that I've just finished. Okay, so you played multiple positions. What position
1: would you say are uh, offense and defensively Defensively would be your favorite position?
0: Uh, I haven't really played a whole lot of offense, so I have mm-hmm. to say tight end for offense. Um, and for defense, uh, one of my friends – Callie Bronson from the DC Divas said it best um, when I was talking to her and she described it as my animal is free safety so that's kind of like my natural ability where I have the most fun and I'm kind of free and I can do it naturally there. So free safety is my animal position and then my machine would be defensive end is my learned position, it's where, you know, I've had to learn the skills. I've had to teach myself to be good in that position. But I love both of the positions. All right. I honestly, I
1: was actually kind of looking forward to seeing you play tight end. I thought you were going to get more um, opportunities at that position this year. So, I don't know, maybe next year, if you're still playing next year, I'm assuming. I don't know. I'm not going to get in that area, but you're still still playing. Um, I think that would be... (laughs) Like Lynn is that that would be the next guest. I'll bring her in just a second to get toast. But, yeah, I just think um, it's about reps. You have to get the time. You can't be expected to just, you know, make amazing plays when you haven't had opportunity to really play that position. And I know that you can catch the ball, and I know that you're not afraid of contact. So I think, you know, with the right amount of reps in practice, and in games it's not just about practice because we all i even had this conversation with some of the impact players like you know it's hard when you're low in numbers because you don't want to hurt your teammates because it's just a lot of injuries you can't do a lot of things you want to so you have to be able to have those contact reps in games you know when when not necessarily when it's a tight game and you're by one touchdown or one point but you're going to have to get those in so Again, I look forward to Definitely. seeing you get some opportunities on the offense, offensive side of the ball. That height, you know, you and somebody like that, a double tight would be amazing with two twin towers like yourselves.
0: Definitely, I agree. So, I agree. Make us a force to be reckoned with and something to respect for sure.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Um, let me go ahead and introduce our guest host, and she already butted in before I got to introduce her, <laughs> manhandling us players like that, but um, everybody knows that, you know, the elite went through some changes, and Maria Spencer extended an invitation to her previous uh, owners of the team that she played on to come on board and, and work hand-in-hand with her, and it's it's been a beautiful friendship, a beautiful business relationship. I I can't imagine her having brought on anybody else besides the two individuals that she brought on. Um, from day one, I know I was sleepy, tired, irritable the day they met me, so I probably didn't come off <laughs> as very friendly. But, yeah, I'm like, yeah. but um, I just, you know, observe, and, and you guys have the hardest working family in women's football, I swear. I can't imagine somebody else that has a harder working family because it's, it's y'all, the kids. The in-laws, and I mean, you guys really take care of us. And I mean, traveling—it's amazing. But Miss Lynn Liberty Ellington, you got any more names, any more aliases for us? Is that it?
3: Well, uh, yeah, I didn't include my middle name, but it's okay. You guys can just call me Lynn. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, it's a lot to remember. No,
3: yeah, no. It, it's been a wonderful season, and you guys have all been awesome. And um yeah, it was. It definitely was a surprise and a struggle. And I have some questions for you guys too, uh, kind of on that um, that side of things because it was. I mean, obviously, I, the it got me on the intro music. You know, we are the champions by Carrie Underwood. Um, so we're not anymore. I mean, we're finishing up our season and. We're not going to the championship, so I'm a little bummed about that, right? Um, but I'm really curious to hear how you guys feel um, from Bree and from Tessa and Dez about how you felt the season went, I mean, physically, emotionally. I mean, women's football is crazy, and um, this season was even more crazy, I guess, uh, a lot of a lot of times, people come on to women's football, and they're really worried about getting playing time. Like, am I going to get to play? Am I going to get off the bench? And this season, we were like, "Oh my gosh, can we get her off? Can get I get, get the off spot? the field?
1: <laughs> can I get a break? Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. right, right." So, um, I'd be curious to hear. First of all, like um, you know, Bree, obviously um, you came on late in the season. Um, because we were still recruiting up until the very end and you came on and you were like a bolt of lightning. We were so shocked when you first came to practice, you were really shy and you're still a little shy. Mm-hmm. But, um, she's so small. I, I don't even know if you're five foot. Are you a full five foot? I'm five,
2: three and I got some inches. Thank you. <laughs> you know, so I got some so. inches in the five foot area. <laughs> But uh,
3: so yeah, so Tessa is about a foot and a half taller than Bree, just so everybody knows. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I am. But, so I'm I was curious. So really? Far. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I was really curious as to how people felt about the season, like physically, emotionally, because it was rough. I mean, I know you guys got out there and just kept going and going every game. Mm-hmm. Who wants to share
2: first? Tessa. <laughs>
3: Tessa. So, so how do you feel like at, now that the season's over, how are you feeling physically? Or like were you worn out the whole time or how are you feeling?
0: I actually, I feel fine about the season. Like I feel like I know my body well enough now, like four seasons into it that I know like the phases that I go through from beginning of the season to end of the season um, I will say this year was the roughest season on my knees though, because um, up until this season I never came out of a three-point stance, and I also hadn't been on the offensive line as much, which is starting out uh-huh. of a three-point stance. And so I think my knees took a beating this year, uh, more so than they did in past years. But other than that, I just kind of you know rode the wavelength where beginning of the season I'm like oh, I'm so out of shape, and then like by mid-season I'm like all right this is normal. Um, but about mid-season, I was like, all right, this is normal, but my knees really hurt. Um, uh-huh. Other than that, I felt like, you know, physically for myself, the season was good. Now, I've never seen so many broken ankles and torn ACLs uh-huh. right, right. As of this season. So, so many. I mean, on any
1: team I've ever been on. Jeez.
0: Right. So I some prayers up to everybody who came to us. And I think had, we had 12 had season injuries. Right, yeah. and that's yeah, were, a lot. I've, I have not seen – I've probably seen that many over the course of the past three years, and I've now doubled that number just in one year. But um, and, they, and they weren't yeah. all
1: from football contact. Some of them were not hitting anybody. It was a cut wrong, right. a and true. nobody touched me. That's what's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but bring there's
0: that, actually bring a lot of – go ahead. There's actually a lot of studies that look at that uh, ACL tears in women in conjunction with more turf fields popping up over the past, you know, five ten 10 years Interesting. and uh, there's actually been more ACL tears since turf fields have become more popular just because you get so much traction you lock into that grid a lot better. So if you make a quick turn to it. yeah, and your knees don't follow where your body wants to go how And you have a happens. lot of
1: people that have been playing flag and they need to get on turf and they don't think there's anything different about
3: it Right. Interesting. Right. Interesting. So Bree, so when you came to us, I mean, obviously, you know, you hadn't played football before. So how do you feel, like physically, from the first game you started to to now? How are you feeling?
2: I'm gonna. I, I started playing basketball first, so um, when I sweat, it won't it wouldn't be as much as it is when I play football. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like oh. I I can actually sweat. So that was a bit of a shock for me. That's that was a big thing for me. I was just a little taken back by that, like every day. And then but, but but the running and the running on the turf and grass does make a difference. I've been a victim of that in practice a couple of times. It was not fun. Uh yeah. But for the most part it was like physically I feel great. Like I I was able to I'm not football fit, but I'm still fit. I definitely mm-hmm. understand that meaning now. Football fit is something totally different. Is a totally different mindset than any like like basketball or other sport. Like it's a different type of fit. You have to be fit mentally and physically for this game. Otherwise, it's like yeah, tragic. Yeah, cool. So mm-hmm. me, and
3: Dev, how great. you fe- how you feeling about the season, Dev?
1: Um. I'm going to be honest and say, like, as far as for myself, I was disappointed. Um, it, it definitely did not end. And I'm not even talking about, like, going on to the playoffs, uh, per, per se. It just didn't it didn't pan out how I would have expected it. You know, to go from last year. Last year, I honestly was probably in the best shape I had been in in over a decade. Like, I prepared differently. um I opted not to coach a second sport at work specifically so that I could spend the time training in preseason. Um, I was, like, literally I'd be out at the school running at 10 o'clock at night. When we ran in, at the beginning of practice, we would run two laps around the field. I was, like, the first one to the point where people were saying, Dad, slow down. So coach doesn't tell us such and such. Like, I, I had something to prove because the two seasons before, I barely touched the field, you know. Well, actually uh-huh. not two seasons the season before I had barely touched the field. So last year, I literally would play two snaps, four snaps, you know, kick twice if I missed it. I got fired and didn't touch the field the rest of the game. And so that that was frustrating. So I was like, this year, you know, I had the goal of making sure that the team existed. That was already huge, and that was a stress. And I was coaching a new sport, coaching girls wrestling. Don't have a clue about that. So I didn't get a lot of the preseason. I expected to get. Um, also, you know, with low numbers, we couldn't condition quite like we did before, you know, you don't have Mm -hmm. anybody else. So I didn't expect to play both sides of the ball. This coming in this season, my goal was I was going to be a receiver. I was going to get that, that time. So, you know, the first game, uh, I, I played the entire game except for two downs, one, my, my calf cramped up and the other one, I wasn't on kickoff return. And we, at the time we weren't getting many kickoff returns. Um, So then Uh it got to the point where, you know, I'd get, Gore might give me some reps. um, They might put another DB out there, but it, it just got to the point that my body was wearing down. Like when you're running the wide side of the field and then you're constantly running goes and then you're not getting the ball. And then when you do get the ball, it's after you're already dead tired and it's a go like that was very frustrating for me that I didn't feel like I was set up to contribute at my fullest at the right time. Does that make sense? Like,
3: uh-huh. you
1: know, catch me when I'm fresh. You know, I'm one of the oldest people that's on the field. And I don't make that as an excuse because there's people my age out there doing it, but I know Desiree's body. I know the injuries I have and the quirks and geez, by the third game I had messed up my labrum on one shoulder. The other shoulder was separated three seasons ago. It, my my hips hurting, my, my groin, my ankle. I'm like, I felt <laughs> like we duct taped our bodies together to get out there, and like I said, I know my body. It was a it was a huge strain on my body, a huge strain. And then as we got to the end of the season, I have practice with my boys and I'm outside, and then I go to practice outside and it was like I was I was drained, I was beat. I'm not gonna lie, I was beat down.
3: Well, yeah this definitely the season was out for me even from a business standpoint from a ownership standpoint um it was a completely different season for us as a team um so Bree, are you in love with women's football now, or how you feel?
2: Yes, I'm definitely in love with women's football right now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like what it. is your plan? go ahead, oh. Um. But I guess I was about to lead into your question. Like, what's my plan for, like, next season? Next season, like, starting now, I'm, like, working out, like, conditioning more because, I'm not going to lie, I was tired during some of those reps. And I was like, oh, they're mm-hmm. catching me, and I'm faster than this. So working on my stamina is what I've been doing lately now.
3: <laughs> well, and that's, that's exactly what I was going to ask next was, what is your, um, you know, are you guys going to take some time off and then get started on off-season practice? Or what What do you guys? What do you think as far as your timeline for the next coming weeks? What do you think you're going to do? Uh, Tessa, you want to go ahead? And- I tweaked my groin in the pregame of
1: the last game. So my groin is gone right now. So I cannot uh, really work out much until that heals.
3: So that's what, about six or seven weeks probably for that to
1: hear? To no, for you. no, 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 no. That's like no? a week or two. That's like a week or two. Yeah. Okay. Like it's gone as far no. as like this week, like I can't do anything. I, did I Did I pair it or anything like that? No, but I'm saying if you know anything about a groin injury, you you can't just work out on it. You have
3: to leave it alone for a week or
1: so. Yeah, yeah. Ice be broken.
3: Okay, so, so <laughs> Dez is not going to do anything for about a week and a half, and then she's going to be back at it.
1: I'm a uh, with my boy. For
0: me, for me, which some people may shake their head, but I don't care. This is what I do. I uh, usually take up until like the end of August off. Um, and then starting in about September, I'll get my ladder out and start doing my injury prevention routine, which I slept on a lot this year. And I really felt it like I was saying in my knees. So Um, If I plan to play next year, I definitely need to start my injury prevention routine early. So September, I definitely get that going and then keep it steady all the way through to the preseason. Gotcha. Well, cool. So,
3: so Des, do you have any uh, any more questions real quick? I was going to get on to the um, end of season party and um, then maybe ask some more questions. Do you have anything else? Yeah. Um, no, I mean I,
1: we could mention the All-Americans. I don't know if you were going to say that. But we did. That is a positive. That you know, when you, whether you make it or not into the playoffs or the championship, it does allow some of those individuals that shine to still continue playing ball up until that point and play in the All-Star game. So we did have several on the first and second teams for the All-American list. And if I can recall it off the top of my head. For first team, we had Jamie for a linebacker. Uh, well, I can't remember if it was Strickland or if it was.
3: Um, I'm Trying like, yeah. to pull it up right here. Oh, can you hear mm-hmm. me? Because it was between the both of the both of
1: the corners. I mean, the both they two two linebackers. Made. Strickland made it, and then at corner yeah. King made it. And one, I think one might have been second team. Goldie was second team. Ebony. Mm-hmm. Um Gore was first team for quarterback. Amanda was first team at O-line. Light was first team O-line. Mhm. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. And
2: uh,
3: Eb- the top of your head. Ebony, Ebony was second team linebacker.
2: Amanda
3: Morgan? Line, linebacker? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Yeah. Linebacker?
2: Well,
3: Amanda, yeah, Amanda Morgan was uh, O-line, first O-line. team. And Let's see. I'm just trying to make sure. Yeah, Ebony Jones got it for outside linebacker.
1: Right. Like, our defense kind of picked up most of that. And, you know, our offensive game wasn't as strong as we would have liked it to be. Our defense game was actually pretty decent. I think if we just didn't have to play both sides of the ball, it would have been better. I know for me, I can't speak for these folks that are 10 and 12, and 15 years younger than me. They did they a <laughs> the better job than I did.
0: It is what it is. Yeah, what and you're right. right now.
1: <laughs>
2: it, it, does,
3: it does make a difference on the numbers. You know, a, there's several things that go into being All-American. I'm not sure if everybody knows that, but it has to do with um, uh, the coaches and then other teams vote and your stats. Right. So I did know that. Yeah, and then I don't know how they calculate it and spit it back out, but um, it does help when you're able to focus on just one position because um, you're able to get your
1: numbers up of in that
3: position.
2: Yeah, Mm-hmm. mm-hmm yeah. Yeah. that's right. And
1: and some of those people did play two sides, but I'm proud. Like King, for the most part, played just she played just defense. She played a little bit of offense in like one or two games, like a few snaps. But she focused defense. Her biggest thing to me was. She had three. Not only picked, she ran them in for touchdown as a rookie. Right. And then Strickland, you know, Strickland was out. Strickland was out there even when she was injured. She was so so far, I keep playing, I'm not, you know, I can't give up. And she was out there hammering them with her club arm after she hurt her wrist, and still kept going. <laughs> and you know, those are those are two amazing young. Rookies that are going to be forced to reckon with, and and they were fearless from game one. I pointed that out that those two and Jackie were out there in game one, and tackled like they had, they just they've been tackling. So
3: uh-huh. I mean, they deserve uh-huh. it. They
1: deserve it hands down, and I'm very proud that that they got
3: those honors. Yeah, it's, it yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a crazy rest of the season. I'm trying to pull up. Um the the upcoming games, the playoff games, and I'm just not pulling up the right section. Um so for for tomorrow. our
1: division for our division it'll be on the thirtieth that the impact is or they but they're going to Kansas City? Correct.
2: Mhm.
3: And
1: That's then right. who cares about the rest? No, I'm kidding. I just don't remember <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um,
1: funny
3: Hold on just a second I'm trying to pull it up Because I had had the championship page up Because I was getting ready to talk about that But I wanted to pull up um, The I guess they have the backseat forecast over here Um, It talks about current standings But I had just seen uh, Where it had the they don't have it up the way I want it. Um, who is going to play who? Um, obviously, we know about, okay, here, I got it. Let's do, I'm going to start with Division Three. I don't know if you guys watch the other games. We try to watch as many games as we can on live streaming or whatever. Um, but Division Three here coming in three days, um, Acadiana Zydeco is playing the um, Arkansas Wildcats. They were the Division Three okay. champions last year. Um, so I, I think they have a pretty good chance. Um, we got the Houston Power is playing the Austin Outlaws, um, and I don't know if mm. you, do you guys recall what they what they did throughout the season. I know, didn't the Power beat I Austin? I thought they beat them already. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. they
1: already beat them, so. And yeah. It was a pretty so, big deficit, like 40-something to zero, I thought. I could be wrong.
3: Yeah. Well, but it's and but the cool thing about that is it's a really light travel for a for their first playoff game. So oh yeah. Cool. Um, and then the La Muerta, Las Cruces, New Mexico, um, plays the Colorado Freeze. Uh, the Utah Blitz plays the Rocky Mountain Thundercats. That's um. So there's a lot of a lot of game's still going on this weekend. We got the Cincinnati Sizzle and the Toledo Rain. That's going to be – that's not a very long travel. Um, and then Columbus <clears throat> Vanguard versus uh, Richmond Black Widows. Music City miss Do you know – I did,
1: I have so much going on in my head and in my schedule that I can't keep up with a lot of stuff that, that you guys are keeping up with. But did you see how Atlanta did for a season? Because like I was glad we had the finally had the opportunity to play a different team, you know we've been uh-huh. playing Kansas, Kansas City uh, every year except for last year. But um, do you well, know I'm how Atlanta did for their season? Because our game was so close, it was you know one touchdown and extra point. Um,
3: I I'd have to click. I don't let me see. I it won't let me click into. I could probably click into just this. Team. I mean, no stress on, over it. Me... I just was curious. Well, I know that they have a bye this week, and Atlanta plays the DC Divas
2: in the Ooh. second round of the yeah. playoffs.
3: Um, that's okay. Be so a rough one. Yeah.
2: they're they're yeah. still
3: in the playoffs. But let me see real quick if I'm able to go into that team and look at all of their stuff. Let's see. Hold on, just a second. So it's
1: interesting, mm-hmm. like how some of these teams. You know, it's kind of like a little bit of a roller coaster. Everybody has their ups and downs. Because DC had a rough year last year, and it was, you know, just a regathering. They had some people yeah. retire, and had, you know, new quarterback, different different people step up. But still got some people, you know, some vets that have been there. Cali is the only person that I know really by name because I interacted with her at world women's world games uh, a lot. But they they have like a nation. I'm like they had like eighty. Ninety people on roster, and then at the game it was like seventy. I'm like, geez, wow. Did
3: you borrow, them yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't and a because you asked, yeah, just because you asked, I was able, I was able to get over there. Um, so Atlanta finished out six and one. Um, they beat the Tampa Bay. They lost okay. to Alabama. Then they beat. us. What was the score? So Did it tell the score for the
1: Alabama game?
3: It? Yeah, it was six to zero.
1: See?
3: That was that big yeah, rainstorm so game, I think.
1: Oh, okay.
3: Yeah. But then they then they beat Alabama the next time, fourteen to six, and then so they beat
1: a, Miami. A, Miami a, yeah. Competition. Yeah. They beat I mean, Miami. What's the type Fury of that you and, want to see though? Like you. Right. The, I mean, you can find, you can make it exciting even if it's a a, a big. Point differentiation because like when we played Houston, yeah, we beat them by a lot, but they didn't lay down, so it was an entertaining game. But you know, to have more games where it's that close and it's not because both teams are horrible, it's because both teams are giving each other the business. Like the defenses are locking people down. You know, it's not necessarily that you don't have a good offense; it's that that defense is doing their job. They say offense wins games, defense wins championships. So.
0: It's true. Right,
1: right. It's a good
3: thing. Yeah, and I'll tell you, it's um that that's a lot of what I talk about on the women's football success uh part of it. Um, Mm -hmm. so there's a there's a couple things that we need to change in women's football. One is the blowouts, and everybody talks about Mm -hmm. it, but but really, the only thing that can fix blowouts is better football preparation. Yes. Um it's 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 not your it's not your team's fault that the other team didn't practice, or it's not you know or it's,
1: didn't recruit it's or people on, didn't yeah. want to stay.
3: Right, you can only hold the person, the team accountable that got the zero, but everybody whines and gets upset about the fact that you know it was a blowout. Now, obviously, from a business standpoint, point, blowouts are horrible. Um, especially at the beginning of the season, you know, you have a blowout 65 to zip the first game. Nobody wants to come anymore. Um, it's, not, it's not fun. It's not entertaining. Um, and, you know, you guys listen and watch the, read the articles and stuff, if you do, about women's football. And that's one of the issues is these blowouts, that it needs to be more entertaining. Um, but the only way that's going to happen is if all of the teams get out and practice and are ready to go on game day um well i mean it's it's cheaper than that like
1: not just the practicing because one you got to recruit and get the numbers up you got to have a good pr and i don't think a lot of teams have pr you'll look at some some teams websites and pages and you're like does this team still exist because nobody keeps up with it like we had a lot on our plate but we were like we got to get something out on instagram more often we got to post something here more often like you got to get people to do that whether it's that cousin that, that is good with IT or with social media because you don't have somebody on the team, like you can get out to find ways to do it. But as soon as uh-huh. your off-season starts is when you start planning those uh-huh. things at the latest. You really want to be doing it kind right. of a little bit at a time during the season, but you hit it full throttle when your season ends.
3: Right, and I agree with you there. And that was the second thing that I was going to bring up as far as the the thing. the second thing. There's about five things that we need to work on in women's football. But the second thing is the numbers, um, my, and I've talked to several players, and I put this out there. My goal is to help, rather than rather than start up new leagues and start up new tournaments and all this stuff. Why don't we embrace the teams that we have and teach them and give them the skills to go out and recruit forty players? So that's my goal for this year, and I'm gonna I'm putting that out so these other teams. I've been doing it the last couple weeks, and I'm going to do it for the next few weeks. Um, but, you know, some of these teams shouldn't be here. We know that, right? Some of the teams just will will fall out on on their own. But there's some teams that are really putting the effort in, just don't know how to do it. So if they, if they have 18 players, um, I'd like to give them the tools to say, hey, let's go get 40 players. Uh, because, like I said, this year we came in really late, um, I think we had like eight or nine, to be honest. You know, once we, once we really looked at the numbers on, on uh, February 6th when we signed the papers to come on as co-owners and kind of the dust settled, I think we were at like seven or nine official players. So we just started doing tryouts and tryouts and tryouts. And um, I've already got the schedule set for tryouts for this coming season. Uh, we'll be putting that out here in the next couple uh, of days. Um, to get some players on because we will be at 60 next year um, and there's no excuses. And, you know, for me personally, and I don't mean to preach to people, but um, you know, we're in a market that has like 10 million people, I guess. Is that right? Dallas, like 7 million, 10 million people. Um, I will be able to get 60 women that want to play full contact tackle football. But with that being said, a lot of people whine about, oh, well, I'm only in a market that has 200,000, or I only have 100,000. If you have 100,000 people, you can get 60 players on your roster. But it's going to take effort. It's going to take time. You're not going to be able to just do two tryouts. So you're exactly right, Des. That's another one of the issues that we need to fix in women's football, and we're going to fix it this season. I don't know. You Mez, gotta get on the community. You Jez gotta let like, people Jez know
1: like, who you what? are.
3: <laughs> no
1: you what did right. you just say? I must have missed it. The last thing
2: you said.
3: <laughs> well, I said we're okay. gonna fix it and Jez is probably thinking this, uh, <laughs> uh like uh, I was I
2: think, like we no, You talking
3: no. about
1: Tessa yeah. Tessa, she asked me something, <laughs> no, i <I'm kidding>. But <laughs>
3: um so that's my goal as far as uh this year in women's football coming back. This is a full season last year. We didn't have time to do this. We were just kind of picking up the pieces and, and collecting things and, and getting through the season. This next season is going to be crazy. Um, but, uh, and we're, we're, you know, going to head back to the championship this year. I have no doubt about it, but, um, in the meantime there, you're right. The teams need to get out there and do some networking and social media and stuff. And, um, you know, Tessa said if she comes – I heard her say that if she comes back, she's going to get her ladder out. I heard that. Um, yes, ma'am. So, <laughs> um, so, real quick, I just want to talk about uh, division. Uh, let's uh, real quick. I'll do division two, just so you guys kind of get an idea. Yeah, so, Westcon. So first, um, there's actually a couple teams division two that are going to be playing this weekend: uh, Everett Rain and the San Diego Rebellion. Columbus Comets and the Philadelphia Phantoms Miami Fury versus the Jacksonville Dixie Blues and I just mentioned these because I know you guys have friends that are also in women's football um, so Division 1 because there's such a low number of teams in Division 1 they won't, none of the um, Division 1 teams will be playing this first uh, playoff week so they all have a bye which is kind of nice they get two weeks to get ready, but Arlington's going to Kansas City, Portland Shockwave is going to um... are they going to LA or is, I, think, I think they're going to LA um, and then Atlanta Phoenix is going to, to DC Divas that's going to be a rough one um, hands up to Atlanta um, and then of course Boston Renegade looks like going to Pittsburgh Passion, Pittsburgh's been in the playoffs Several years in a row. Is that correct? I mean, they're always up there. So I'm excited about um, this next week of games. We continue to watch games um, even after the season ends. Um, Just and you guys are the first to find this out, but we are having our end of season game or our end of season party um, for the Dallas Elite. That's going to be on Friday, June 22nd. At seven pm um, so you guys can you guys can write that down right now I'm not gonna tell you the location yet um, we're gonna go it's gonna be family friendly from seven to ten and then we'll Good have also an after I'm party. Kidding. <laughs> and then we'll have a we'll have an after party place as well so the kids can participate in the first part and if people want to go home or whatever um we have some awards to give out, um, some, some things that we're going to share. Um, we, ha- we have a couple of players that, um, you know, we talked about it at the beginning of the season, how we kind of do things. But we have uh, two players that are becoming paid players, um, and so that entails a couple different things. So we'll announce that at the party. Um, so we're really excited about that. I mean, women's football, we need to get to a point where these women are getting paid to play. And uh, hopefully uh, this transition will help, uh, you know, show people that it's possible that, that people can 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 get paid to
2: play women's football. Um, so I'm
3: excited about that. Yeah, I, cool. I don't want to share too much because it's surprises for you guys. So, I, you know, I don't want to tell you, like, everything that's happening. I don't like
2: surprises. <laughs> but
3: you don't like surprises? What?
2: <laughs> no. I need to know. Well,
3: just come to the party <laughs> and and you know, if the first part is a lot of talking and a lot of chit chat chatting and stuff and then um but yeah, it it'll be fun. But um yeah, so just mark your calendars for June twenty second, seven PM till two AM and we're good. Um at so the club. Right. <laughs> Well, that's I want to make sure you mark. Bring, <laughs> bring your one. Bring your one, Tessa. Yep. Yeah, bring some slippers for the later in the evening. Um, that's funny. Um, real quick. And so let's talk about, I don't know if you guys have even thought about this, but, I mean, I know our season is over. I'm pretty bummed about that. Um, we had said that we were going to take a week off and then get started and it took about seven hours until Coach Mike and uh coach Lacey were on the phone again. It's been crazy. Um so they have been just nonstop stop since then. Um so it's I mean they're already working on next year and and uh connecting on that so um
0: it it's really good. Did you really be a expect year. any less from the two of them though? Right.
3: Um, Well, I expect They had said that they were going to take First they said they were going to take The rest of June off And they were going to start again In July Um, And I'll tell you, in years past When we had the Lone Star Mustangs They did that, they really, really Did that, so I was expecting For them to at least take A week or two off Um, But it's crazy They've been just talking about, I mean they they've they've been planning, let's say that um, they're getting some off off season workouts together to send to you guys. Um, like I said, we have already started setting up our our tryouts, so we want the players that are coming back to come to the tryouts and do a full workout. Um, and we're gonna be doing tryouts about every two to three weeks um, starting in I think maybe august i think it's august um so because we want to keep the team going we you know we want to keep the team connecting with each other and staying in shape and i know a lot of the girls are going to kind of work out together but um he they're putting together some off-season workout programs and um i'm really excited about it they're really they're really crazy people (laughs) um but with that being said, um, they do it. They they love doing it. and You know, the other coaches will be involved as well. But, um, like I said, they just – it was about seven or eight hours, and they're already chit-chatting. And I – you know, Lacey lit up my phone today, and um, we got some off-season marketing and stuff that we're doing. So um, it's going to be really – it's going to be a really great season next year. So I hope everybody returns. Um and I'm curious to see what happens with everything else, but we are going to have 60 players. We want to be able to give people time to focus on one or two um, positions. And we want to give some people some stability and knowing, you know, a calendar, a schedule of things that are, that's going to happen. So we're excited. Um, we're Hopefully we're going to do it in a way that we don't have to travel to Dallas three days a week, but um We'll figure that out when it comes. So um, I'm really excited about the upcoming uh, weeks and months. Now, championship. Now, obviously, we're not going to the championship but as a team, but I wanted to put this out there to you guys. Um, a lot of you guys know other girls on other teams. Um, some of our girls are going to be playing in the All-American game. The championship is 40 – it says 43 days and 11 hours away. So I also want to put this out for other – especially, like, the newbies on our team and the newbies on other teams. Like, a lot of times you're just, like, this is your first experience in women's football. So championship weekend is really a time for you to see that there's, like – thousands of women playing football and you go to this championship weekend and you see all these other women that are in different stages of their women's football careers. But it's crazy to see all these women that do the same things that you guys do. So it's pretty cool. Um, so, uh, coach Mike and I are going and we have, I mean, I guess I shouldn't speak for the other people that have said they're going. Um, but we are. We have talked to the lady that's in charge. I don't know if you guys have even looked at the championship website or anything. Has anybody? I have. Of course, I have. <laughs> Is are are any of you guys planning on going or thinking about it or?
2: I was thinking about, uh, it, about
3: it. About it.
0: What did you say, Tess? I don't know. You don't know. Okay. I said i have not sense about it. I spoke with April yesterday and uh, we'll see. I might go, I may not. Okay. And what did yeah. you say, Dez? What's your plan?
1: Uh I don't I don't know because like that <clears throat> that same week is the Texas High School Coaches uh, Association school. That's the beginning gotcha. of the week. The championship was the end of the week. Now, gotcha. I did buy a ticket a long time ago <laughs> in case but um, it's just really – and I do that every – I'm going to be honest with you. Since my rookie year, I would always buy a ticket like in February, and I'd use my – matter of fact, that's when I actually bought my, got my Southwest Airlines credit card
0: because yeah, I didn't have
1: to worry about a voucher. If I canceled it, it just went back on the card, or I used points. So recommendation to anybody else, if you don't have a Southwest Airlines card and you would like one, it's very beneficial. I've used it for every time I swung with
0: them.
3: Cool, yeah, that's a good tip yeah that's a that's a really good tip the um so let's real quick, so I want to tell you kind of a, um about the championship weekend and what I've heard and what I've talked to with April. uh we have about ten minutes left on the show, so I want to make sure mm-hmm. we're not gonna exceed that hour we'll we'll finish right. it up before then but um so real quick um so if you go to the website it it was kind of confusing at the very beginning and it asks you to register, but it doesn't tell you how much it is or anything like that. So okay. I found out from April, so what they're doing is you register, and that tells them how many people are interested. So, for example, like the hotel, people that said that they were going to go for Friday night or Saturday night, they registered, put their names and phone numbers in there, and then the hotel called them back and booked them into a room. Um I was a little confused at the very beginning, and I'm I, I'm guessing that I'm not the only one that was confused because, like for example, I I checked with her several times. How much is a suite? And nobody they you know, they just said go look at the website. And I looked at the website, and it didn't have a, a, a an amount or a number or anything. So, um, so real quick, I kind of to run down the championship weekend. So on Friday from what I talked to her about and what it still says on the website, Friday at 3 p.m. is the Division Three championship, and 7 p.m. is the Division Two championship. So those are all on Friday. So day two, Saturday, she told me this is going to change, and I hope I'm not giving out the wrong information, but at noon there was supposed to be an international game with um, – I guess a team or a league from Mexico, and she said that's not going to happen. That that is probably when that best of best challenge is going to happen at noon on Saturday. Um, and then, it, say it again. The best challenge. So the best the best challenge um, is going to be like a combine type style. Mm. Uh, Okay. And it's gonna be it's a um, let me see if I can go here.
1: She
2: had it
3: listed out. Yeah. Okay. So they're gonna do uh, WFA best quarterback, best kicker, best receiver, fastest player, strongest player, and best all around athlete. Um,
1: that
2: would be so, entertaining.
3: Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of like a combine or mm-hmm. a draft type situation where. It doesn't matter what team you're on, or your team might not have made it to the playoffs. You may be awesome, right? So you you get to go and compete um, for the fastest or the strongest or whatever. You go. They don't have the slowest one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Rush.
0: Do you have? I got it. I got you.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um, The (laughs) least amount of sit-ups. No. Um, (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs> they're going to have, um, so they're going to have this combine type style thing for players that, you know, maybe your team didn't get into the playoffs, but you may be a really badass uh, kicker or receiver. So you're able mm-hmm. to participate in that. So that's going to actually, she told me, and I don't know if she's going to update this or if, if it's right, but she had said that that was going to move to day two, Saturday, 12, Uh, noon um, in place of that that international game and then 3 p.m. is the all-american game and then 7 p.m. is the division one championship game um with that being said you can register if you look at all these you can register just to be a participant of the best of the best you can register to be a spectator for just the best of the best um you can do a one-day pass for friday or one day pass for saturday there's several different combinations my question was and um what i'm going to try to do so on saturday they have these vip private suites and when we went there on our game she gave me a tour of the stadium so i just kind of want to i'm not advertising for her but they're pretty awesome So it's an indoor VIP
2: suite.
1: It's going to be at the stadium that we played at? Yes, yes.
3: That was a pretty nice stadium.
1: Like, I liked it.
3: It was a really nice stadium. Yeah, she took me on a tour of the other, because we were on the the visitor side. So our side was nice, Mm -hmm. but their side was really nice. So there's like 14 or 16 VIP suites. It seats, she said 16, but she'll give the people 20 tickets to get in, so a couple people will be standing up. Um, It comes with, like, a concierge, a jumbotron, a wait staff, uh, some flat-screen televisions for other stuff, Um, and then outdoor seating as well, refrigerated. But they're going to have, like, a catered food menu. Um, So it's a pricey thing, right? Um, It's pretty pricey, but if you were to divide that up, if you were able to get 20 people to go and you divided the price up, it's really not that bad, so um, I want to put that out there to people, not only on our team, but also on other teams. That hey, if you're if you're thinking about going, and there's six or eight of you going, you might want to try to get with another six or eight group and get yeah. a whole seat, um, because it it could be it could be pretty decent. I mean, once you once you get the um, they haven't shown here yet how much the tickets are just to get in, so I'm curious. Mm. How much it is just for an individual ticket? Like for day one on Friday, is it twenty bucks? Is it thirty bucks? Is it forty bucks? Um, and then, of course, for day two, just for the I have never heard it
1: being that much, but you never yeah. know. I mean, Atlanta. Know,
3: so. I knew they were going to step it up,
1: and first of all, Atlanta you already know—it's a place that you you got places you can go. I've been to Atlanta only once. And I mean, it's I didn't go many places. Oh, ironically, I did go to uh, the bar that that guy Peter owned on uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta.
2: <laughs> I went there,
1: didn't know it because I hadn't watched the show at the time. So he was buying his drinks. It was cool. I was like,
2: I like this town. <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe we can maybe we can all get on Real Housewives. Well, first of all, hey, wait a minute, they do uh, have some women's football on. Uh, what is it, the uh, Basketball Wives? So, Real Housewives of Atlanta, maybe they can get some real, some real tackle, full contact football on there. We need to find out where to, like, you know, slide into some filming.
0: There's <laughs> actually a really so old episode. There's a really old episode of the Real Housewives of Atlanta that actually they go to um, an Atlanta explosion practice. Huh. Which is the explosion came just before the Phoenix so once the explosion kind of disbanded in the IWFL they moved over to the WSA and became the Phoenix
1: that's cool but they're Sarah. on the
0: Real Housewives they're featured on the Real Housewives like a while back so funny Get everybody
3: it. just kind of experienced how Des thinks that was so cute <laughs>
1: I'm sorry it's <laughs> random very sporadic it's very sporadic I've had a little bit of uh, juice plus and I'm walking a dog that was so funny
3: well, yeah, no, maybe, so, yeah, if you want to reach out to the uh, housewives of Atlanta, you know, we could invite them to come to the game, and they could. Hey, come you know what, night, it doesn't hurt, hurt.
1: Heavy off. it doesn't hurt to reach out to any and everybody, the worst they can say is no, so if everybody blows it up on social media, reaches out to any and everybody they know,
3: you never know what could happen. A lot of famous people live in Atlanta. That's right, you never know. Well, and real quick, we're getting ready to be done. We have, like, a minute left, but they also have on here, like, uh, night entertainment passes, some kind of, a, like, a, a bus that's going to go around and um, have music on it, which sounds pretty cool. And then they're going to also have, like, a party in a pool on the top of the hotel. So, I mean, they're gonna, they're really stepping it up. It's going to be... Yep, it's going to be crazy. So if you guys get a chance, I'm going to put some stuff out there on the Dallas Elite page and on our Dallas Elite uh, staff page and see who's really interested in coming to it and see if maybe um, we want to get a suite and um, have some fun in Atlanta. So um, I know we only have like a few seconds left. I really appreciate you guys coming on, and I appreciate you having me on. Um, You guys are all great girls, and I can't wait. I can't wait to see you at our end-of-season party.
1: Yes. We're going to try and get that secret, (laughs) let that secret out the bag.
3: Right. I appreciate you,
1: uh, you know, coming on board, allowing us to even have this opportunity. I appreciate BJ giving us this opportunity to have the show at all, to even, you know, let people learn a little bit about our players. So, you know, we're just going to keep rolling with it. And it'll get bigger and better, just like we we want women's football to do, get bigger and better.
2: Okay.
3: Thank you, guys. Thank you, BJ. You guys have a good night. You All right. Thank you. Thank you.